Exponential thinking for an innovation-driven government. Governments of the future need to be innovative simply because disruptive technologies, crises, and citizen needs will evolve so rapidly that the pace of adapting for yesterday is not effective tomorrow or even today. Think of events like the COVID-19 pandemic, global warming, or the refugee crisis, for example. Even the smartest policymakers couldn't anticipate some of these events and prepare enough in advance due to their scale and rapid escalation. If you look at the World Economic Forum's top 10 global risks over the last decade, pandemics were only mentioned in 2015. So though France as a government had a plan for pandemics, in 2011 and 2013, a decision was taken not to keep massive stocks of masks, considering that factories could deliver quite quickly, namely those in China. This meant that when the pandemic hit, the country was caught unprepared as China had stopped exporting masks as their priority shifted to its own citizens. Governments are investing billions of dollars into innovation, government digitalization, training and upskilling, yet the reality is that worldwide, governments still struggle. Most government digital projects have a huge rate of failure. A BCG Consulting Group survey estimates a failure rate of 70 to 80%. So digitalization alone is not the answer. So what is stopping us from transforming into an innovation-driven government that delivers value? The key is exponential thinking. Exponential thinking is defined as the ability to recognize the power of growth and focus on making something different versus something better. Making something better is an incremental mindset. Exponential thinking is about thinking 10 times ahead now. Peter Demandis illustrates this point beautifully. Which alternative would you choose? One dirham per day for 30 days or one fill a day that doubles every day? Most of us intuitively will choose option one. So we earn 30 dirhams at the end of the month. This is linear thinking. If you did choose option two, you would have earned roughly 10.7 million dirhams. Though it starts small, one fill, two fill, four fill, it grows exponentially. This is the mindset we're looking for. Look beyond linear patterns, find exponential ones. How can we deconstruct this mindset? First, make things different rather than better. This really means reimagining what the future can be and the way we run and deliver the government services. Reimagining the future means looking at possibilities rather than probabilities. Let me go back to the face mask example. In our forthcoming book on Agile Government, my Academy of International Business colleagues, Professors Lehman, Lundgren and Van Ash, highlight the issue about the masks, that it was not really about trade, but about the government inability to scale up production quickly. We got there eventually, possibility, but it took time. What we need is for governments, each public service employee, to think outside the box on the way public value is defined and the way it is delivered. This can be done by bridging the expectation gap and bridging the talent gap. Let's look at the expectation gap. This arises when you expect a certain result and the result you get does not meet the expectation, either because there are side effects you did not predict 
or because of the plan or the technology was so hyped up that it did not live up to citizen expectations hence failed by over marketing in the government this is a huge gap as it does lead to loss of contracts jobs or being moved to new positions Let's start with not predicting or planning. Think human rights. Most governments have signed the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. So any innovation we deliver should in principle ensure human rights. Did you know the right to work is a human right? So while we reimagine customer and citizen experiences, we also need to understand how it fits into the global context. Mina has some of the youngest populations in the world, and if we do not create jobs, we will end up with issues for the future that cannot be easy to resolve. Let's look at overmarketing. More and more there is a shift to more personalizations of services, simplification of processes and better customer experience. So when an announcement is made of change, citizens and residents may expect, well, the government has this information, do I need to apply for the benefits or will they let me know I'm eligible for this and all I need to do is press a button to accept. This may mean governments need to make services invisible and seamless. flowing into each other automatically sharing information to cut out those pain points like time wastage multiple fees because of poor back end coordination repeating information while filling multiple forms and they will have to increase citizen data agency and protection this movement has started with governments of estonia and ue working on providing newborn baby documents and services they need by working with hospitals We need to extend this to sick leaves, death, and other key moments of life. The issue is this often stops at borders, as we can see with the complex nature of travel during a pandemic. To fill the expectation gap, we need to think future needs at least 5 to 10 years ahead. The talent gap, another key challenge in the way we create, operate, and deliver government innovation is the poor understanding of what innovation is and the value it can bring. Adopting an innovation for its own sake or adopting technology without an understanding of how it benefits us is the main mistake. Too often we see new services deployed that are complex, do not add value to the citizen experience and do not empower employees to serve the customer in an effective way. Part of this challenge is balancing short-term costs with long-term public value. Governments are one of the largest employers worldwide and hence already have a heavy human resource budget. Because many departments work in silos, there is tremendous duplication of work and there is a lack of seamless processes and data platforms across departments. This requires a government-wide skills upgrade. And I'm proud to say that the Mohammed bin Rashid School of Government is doing some excellent work on capacity building and changing mindsets. Leaders need to move away from only making decisions to empowering diverse teams to make decisions. Policy makers need to understand the complexity of implementation before coming up with the policies. It is impossible in this new world to deliver innovations without the diversity of thought and buy-in of diverse stakeholders. If your employees are only interacting with like-minded people only from a certain nationality, only within a certain level, you are creating echo chambers that kill innovation or worse, set you up for failure. Worldwide, governments are struggling with upskilling their employees. The second factor for an exponential mindset is the possibility of 10x value versus cost saving. 
Too much focus has gone on cost saving and efficiency, which are great, but very inward looking. The challenge is really thinking in 10x value. This is not a challenge of skills and technology or finance alone, but it's about a mindset for change. Here we need to think systemically and exponentially. It requires a government where each employee has a mindset for change and is looking at possibilities where you can influence the citizen and other stakeholders. We live in an international world to adopt the new normal. The question is the back end where a lot of digitalization efforts have focused on or is it the front end, the customer experience? Ideally, you want both. This can be done by embracing systems thinking and human-centered design thinking for sustainable value. Systems thinking is the ability to view the complex real world and see how the little parts and subsystems combine to perform. By overemphasizing one set of the subsystem, things go out of whack. So focusing only on public health during the pandemic leads to other problems like economy, social health and education. Another example that illustrates this is when governments do not have the technical expertise and to save costs began outsourcing projects. There are several challenges with these initiatives. 1. The government does not own the intellectual property. 2. There is poor knowledge transfer. 3. This increases challenges with interoperability. Technical systems do not talk to each other as they are proprietary platforms. And last but not least, with the data of citizens becoming more and more valuable, these outsourcing agreements open up citizens' data to the private sector. We need long-term partnerships that allow for flexibility based on market changes. We probably need to reconsider our purchasing policies, but this is another discussion. The German Federal Armed Forces had a modernization plan, and they worked on a 10-year public-private partnership with their lead contractor Hercules. This contract allowed for shifts in strategy. The contract had clauses that allowed the services to be revised at any time based on new developments and to ensure that the technology would be always up to date. It also had a modernization clause. We see to deliver 10 times the value, we also need to focus on human-centered design thinking for sustainable value. This means understanding that all innovation is for the benefit of the human and then ultimately the value should be something that can be shared across diverse groups and across borders. Sustainable value looks at economic, environmental and social impact. There are huge complex problems we need to tackle. The pandemic, global warming, poverty, the terror of fear and disinformation and we need human-centered design thinking for this. This is a method that understands why people behave the way they do, rather than just observe them. In short, we need to be able to see our problems as inextricably linked to the problems of others, to imagine our collective futures for humanity as a whole. Do you want to know more? Do join our MBRSG Master of Innovation Management program.